Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, the number right now sitting a point and a half. Dallas laying it with your boy, Dak, Mr. McCarthy, and that progressive offense coming to Los Angeles to take on Herbert, the former play caller here with the Chargers as well. And Kellen Moore, 50 and a half on the total as we welcome you back. I'm Patrick Maher. Hope you had a nice weekend. Of course, Amal Shaw, this is Sharp Money. And I'd like to say this before. We welcome in RJ Choppy, who does a great job. 105.3, the fan in Dallas. Shan and RJ Mornings. You know, when you complain, Amal Shaw, about that third hour that we added here on Sharp Money, put it this way. Shan and RJ, they do a four and a half hour radio show every single day that starts at 5.30 a.m. and ends at 10 a.m. at RJ Choppy on Twitter. That's a grind, my man. How are we feeling? Thanks for joining us. It's a grind. Uh, it's, we're only 12 years in, so uh, it's, it's not a whole lot of sleep, right? You know, see, we get to 20 years and maybe it'll start to really hit me. I listen, I, 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 ahead, I was at doubt. I was in Dallas at the same time RJ was there when I, I was at ESPN radio for a day. RJ trained me over there. And uh, let me tell you, this guy brought energy. So I'm surprised he's not doing eight hours. I got to give him one one thing. I got to give him a ton of credit. I remember he's from New York. I remember we had a discussion about the Yankees because he's a big Yankee guy. But I'll tell you, I, to his credit, he brings the energy. So four and a half hours might not be long enough. That's why they cruise through that. <laughs> I appreciate it. I'm glad you made it through uh, that that wonderful training that I gave you uh, and made it, made it out of the right side. <laughs> So we have RJ to blame for a mall shot. Okay, <laughs> yeah. now we know where it starts. Uh, we'll get to we'll get to the game tonight. Cowboys Chargers. Just quickly, the Rangers jump out to a four nothing lead, top of the first. So we're end of one. RJ Rangers lead four nothing over the Astros. We know the NFL. We know the Cowboys, legit kings. But is there buzz right now in Dallas for the Rangers? Yeah, there's quite a bit. I mean, it'll never match the Cowboys. Like, you know, today they're playing and it's a, it's an actual TV game, obviously at Fox. And then, you know, the Cowboy game will be on right after that. But, you know, the Cowboy game generally gets about, I would say, a million and a half viewers locally, you know, over, you know, in terms of total viewership in DFW. Uh, the Rangers playoff game against Tampa got like 200,000, 300,000. Hmm. Now it's on Fox. Now it's an ALCS. I don't know how that's going to be different. I'll have to check the numbers tomorrow, but I suspect that it's going to get a big number. It's definitely 
still a Cowboys town. There's no doubt about it. And it always will be. But, yeah, the Rangers are pretty clearly number two from a professional standpoint. College football is the number two, t- uh, the two sport in town. But then the Rangers are right there as the number three. RJ, what was the vibe last week after getting demolished up in Santa Clara against the 49ers? Because we had talked about it the previous week. We thought there were three teams in the mm-hmm. NFC, Philadelphia, San Francisco, and, of course, Dallas. Now, what's the perception and what's the conversation surrounding Dallas? So we came in that next day, and we were like, all right, that's just where we are. You know, they're just, they're just not a Super Bowl contender. They're not on the level of San Francisco. It was actually one of those things. It was like, thank goodness that you got me out of this now, as opposed to making me wait till <laughs> January to realize my my exact fate. Uh, we, we've we've since like gotten some that subsided a little bit. It's like, okay, you know, you're going to have to go through the next you know dozen or so weeks of the schedule. This team is probably going to make the playoffs, and if somebody picks San Francisco off and gets lucky, you know, they, they get lucky. You know, the, the the things bounce the right way in terms of scheduling and who they match up with in the postseason. Maybe you can go on a run. But if you have to match up with San Francisco in the playoffs, this is three in a row. This is three in a row where the offenses look stagnant at best. This is three in a row where they have punched you in the mouth early and you've never recovered. And this is three in a row for the head coach, three in a row for the the, uh, the quarterback. It's tough. It was tough to take. It was a tough Monday. I'll tell you that. It was a tough Tuesday as well because we have Jerry Jones on Tuesday. And he looked and sounded as distraught as I've, I've heard him. In, in a few years. RJ, you've been taking calls in that market for 12 years. I, I'd be curious how you categorize the relationship with the callers and Dak Prescott. Okay. But before uh, you can start there and then why don't you project what you expect from Dak tonight at the chargers, but let's start with the relationship there with Dak in the city and the fans of the Cowboys. It's always been, um, it's always been a strained relationship. There was always the Dak fans. We call them Dak heads. And then the Romo people. And the Romo fans never, never wanted Dak to be the starting quarterback. They always felt Tony should have gotten his job back when he came home from injury. So Dak's career started off kind of on a rocky start for at least half the fan base. And he never really ever ever, ever got those fans, those Romo fans on his side. They never did. No matter what he did, no matter what happened, 13-3 and rookie year, he never never got a majority of those fans. Well, now he's starting to lose some of his original supporters. I was one of them. I was like, you know, I was on that Dak train, man. We were in the preseason, and we were not wondering. We we had no idea what was going to happen in 2016 that year after Romo got hurt in the preseason game. And I was like, man, let's just let this kid go. Let him quarterback, let him play, let him go. He's starting to lose me. Like, uh, I think he's a good player. I think he's a really good quarterback. I think you can win. I think you can win the NFC with him. I don't think you can win multiple NFC championships with him. And that makes a decision have to be made on him. Like, it's easy when you have Patrick Mahomes. You know, you're going to go to the AFC championship game every year. You've got a chance at multiple Super Bowls. When you don't have that, you've got to make a decision. Am I cool with trying to be really good every year? And the Cowboys, let's face it, they're going to win 10, 12 games basically every year. They're just, they're a good team. And Dak's a good enough quarterback to do that. But can you win multiple Super Bowls with them? And that's the question they've got to answer. And I think they know the answer. I think the answer is no. But can you win one? 
If you can win one with them, then Jerry has famously said, I ain't got time for a bad time. He's He knows how old he is. He knows that he can't sit around and go through a rebuild. He saw what happened before they found Romo. Between Aikman and Romo, he that has scarred him. That six-year stretch has scarred him. He's not willing to go down that road again. RJ, you've been in the market for two decades. The one thing with Jerry famously is he's very close oh. to the players and the team. Is he sometimes too close? Because I thought he kept Zeke a year too long. And is he too close to Dak to make that decision and step back and say, look, as you alluded to, he could get us over the hump once, but he's really not the guy when you look around at some of the other quarterbacks in the league. Thanks for reminding me that it's been two decades that I've been here (laughs) uh, working at. (laughs) Um, So I've always said this is like the world's biggest mom and pop. That's what this is. The Cowboys are a mom and pop organization. They don't run it like a corporation. It's a mom and pop. These guys are family. Jason Garrett was a family member. That's why he lasted, you know, a decade. Tony Romo was a family member. Um, a lot of these guys are family. They don't just move on from people here. Um, you know, is is he too close to the players? Uh, I think he's too close to some. Uh, if you look at it, Jerry is the old joke is is that you know Jerry is the GM for Dak Prescott. He is the GM for you know a handful of other people, and then. The rest of the guys, it you know, falls under Will McClay or Stephen Jones. But Jerry is the guy for the superstars. He's always been like that. He was Tony Romo's GM. He was a couple other guys' GMs. Everybody else, they go to Stephen. They go to the head of scouting, the head coach, whatever. Jerry handles those players. He may be too close to them. He may be too close to them. But, look, he's cut to Marcus Ware. Uh, he's moved on from players. He cut Tony Romo. So he doesn't have a problem cutting them. But he's not going to do it proactively, he's going to wait till he has a replacement. Okay, RJ, let's go. Point and a half, Dallas is laying it tonight. It's going to be interesting. 50 and a half on the total. Coming off and getting embarrassed in San Francisco, what are your expectations for this Cowboys team tonight here in Los Angeles? I think the under is the play. Um, I know a lot of people are saying the over. I, I Man, I've seen this Cowboys offense. This Cowboys offense is not very good. Don't be fooled by... You know, the first couple of weeks of the season, the 40 points against the Giants, the 30 against the Jets, they had some defensive scores in there. I think the unders the play. If they're going to win this game, it's going to be like 20 to 17. Um, that, that, that's the number I put. I, I had the Cowboys today, 20 to 17 winners. But I, I just don't have any faith in this offense. The defense is good enough to start her to stop the, you know, the Chargers enough uh, to keep it on the under. But, yeah, I, I would say lay the, lay the point and a half uh, on the Cowboys. Schedule gets tough in December for this team. What's your expectation level for them the rest of the way? Look, they're still a really good team, you know, and they're still a really, really good team. And Dak Prescott pretty much has owned the the NFC East. Uh, They'll beat the Giants again. They should sweep Washington. They'll split with the Eagles like they always do. They'll probably wind up going 5-1 in the division. This is a team that I, I think they win 11, 12 games. They do every year. They win 11, 12 games every year. It does get tough, though. They have got to be at least at the nine win mark when they go to play Seattle. Like they've got to be, they've got to be there. Otherwise it's going to get really, really difficult at the end of the year. Are Cowboys fans completely over McCarthy yet? Or does he still have a little bit of uh, wiggle room here? Uh, they're pretty much over. Um, yeah, they're, I would say they're pretty much over. There's a lot of angst going on right now. They didn't like the changes that they, they, they liked the fact that they didn't, they didn't like Kellen Moore. I'll, I'll give. I'll say that they didn't like Kellen Moore very much. They thought that he was 
too much of a joystick kind of guy. But I'm not sure they like the idea of McCarthy completely changing this and going back to a, a Stone Age kind of offense. So, yeah, I would say that they're kind of they're kind of over it. So what time does the alarm go off at the choppy household? 420. It's a perfect number. Uh, 420 <laughs> it goes off. I roll, I roll, I literally, I live 30 miles from the station. I roll out of bed, brush my teeth, let the dog out, and I go. You live 30 miles from the station? Yeah, I live out in the country, man. I'm a, I'm a country boy. I live out about uh, you know, north of Fort Worth, and we're downtown Dallas. So, yeah, it takes about 30 minutes to get in. Well, listen, I know it's been a long day. You got a long night. Thank you for joining us, RJ Choppy, 105.3 The Fan. Shannon RJ mornings, 5.30 to 10 a.m. At RJ Choppy on Twitter. Dustin said you passed along some nice words, so I want you to know I appreciate that, RJ. Thank you. Love you, man. Okay. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. RJ Choppy. Wow. 30 miles into work starts at 5.30 a.m. My man is grinding. We're back. Like, love, load. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Laughing at my own dumb joke. Uh, picks at a glance. <laughs> I mean, can you give me your social kid during the break? I, you know, what, do you, what else is going on in your life? Anyway, vcin.com slash subscribe. The, the, the world is yours. Uh, easily sort. Now, here's the deal. How did Amal do over the weekend? One, I know that his big play of the Bengals cashed. So you could have got that pick over at vcin.com slash subscribe with the picks. The big guy, he's been consistently up near the top of the VEASAN experts leaderboard. So you can follow all the hosts and guests, easily sortable. And again, ROI, everything's right there 
to let you know who you should be tailing and fading at vcin.com slash subscribe. RJ Choppy, thank you for joining. Lorenzo Neal's going to join us coming up in just about 10 minutes as we welcome you back here. Sharp Money. I've got plays on tonight's Monday night game. i got a couple of props. I know the boys do as well. Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson there at the D, downtown Las Vegas. We've got Like, Love, Loathe uh, to finish up as well, boys, as we uh, welcome you back. So, um, anything before I jump into my loathe from the two of you? Not really. I, I like the ones we've selected so far. I do like your shot at the Patriots. Yeah, the Patriots. Uh, Dustin's love was the Patriots' peril <laughs> and the fact that they're struggling. Yes, big guy? Yep. Things are getting serious because I rolled up my sleeves. That's how you know things are getting real on the show. Yes, that's what uh, everybody knows that. My loathe, I said that today's uh, about concessions. So while you guys have been killing Desmond Ritter, I've been kind of trying to figure out ways to back him. I can't do it anymore. I can't. This is a very good Atlanta team that is absolutely getting killed by the quarterback. My loathe this week is Desmond Ritter. That's his first loss, by the way, in college or pros at home. And the Washington Commanders and your boy Sam Howell came in and beat the Atlanta Falcons when the Falcons outgained the Commanders 402 to 193. 25 first downs for the Falcons to 13 first downs for the Commanders. Why did the Falcons lose this football game? It is beyond simple. It was the three turnovers by Desmond Ritter. That's it. His only job. He's thought of as a game manager. That's what he's supposed to be. Well, he managed the game pitifully against the commanders. I mentioned the three turnovers. He was actually pretty good. I watched this game. He was pretty good in the first half, but he'll always fall apart on you. He had the two touchdowns, but the three picks. This is a team in the Falcons. That's three and three in the NFC South. It's time for Taylor Heineke. I know he's got a pea shooter for an arm. I know he throws lollipops all over the football field, but Taylor Heineke, at least there's a vibe. At least there's some juice in starting Heineke. Uh, Speaking of the commanders, of course he had played there with Washington, but that was again, everything was there. Everything. There were reasons continuously throughout this game for the Falcons to win it. And Desmond Ritter kept on providing reasons for them not to. Again, he's got one job. That's to manage the game. Get the ball to London. Algiers a good running back. Bijan Robinson. It's a good offensive front. And he continues to make boneheaded decisions. This team right now is a one loss team with a capable quarterback. They're three and three, 500 with Desmond Ritter. That's the answer. And you saw an apoplectic Arthur Smith on the sideline after his third pick because he knows the one thing standing in between him and the postseason right now is the signal caller. My load this week is Desmond Ritter as I continue to concede with the Lions and Ritter, Mr. Shaw. Very well said. You used the exact word I was going to use to describe Arthur Smith, which is apoplectic. His facial reaction after that third interception was mind-boggling. I mean, this guy, unlike Dable, didn't blow his, his stack, but he was ticked off. I mean, you could see the vitriol written all over his face. And I'll tell you what, you're right. They've got to go with Taylor Heineke because I think they're going to lose the team. And in a division that's very much there for the taking, the Saints continue to shoot their own foot off. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to kind of get back to what we expected them to be. I think it's a great division for Atlanta to be able to win. But if they continue with this guy at quarterback, it won't happen. 
Dustin, we know you've treated Desmond Ritter like he slept with an ex-girlfriend of yours. <laughs> he so might have. I, I know that you're probably happy with this, that you didn't have to provide him as your load this week. No, actually, former Brave center fielder Logan Schaefer did and ruined that for me. Um, but... Uh, Desmond, look, well, look uh, that's a, a flex. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, I, I appreciate, I actually appreciate Arthur Smith because he, he was going to make sure if he was pulling Desmond Ritter, that there was no going back to him, right? He needed to see Desmond Ritter be so awful that he knew once he went to Heineke, it's Heineke all the way through. I can tell you without having seen Taylor Heineke in this system that he would be better than Desmond Ritter. So when Arthur Smith makes the move, it will officially be the correct move. And we will not see Desmond Ritter again as the starter for Atlanta unless an injury happens to uh, to Taylor Heineke. Or maybe they make a move. I mean, Jacoby Brissett, Tyrod Taylor, Davis Webb would probably still be an upgrade. Josh Dobbs, like maybe there's someone out there because this team, as you mentioned, Patrick, has all of the pieces. Want to play a clip here from Arthur Smith, though. Want to hear the frustration on his voice. A reporter asked him in the postgame yesterday about a moment in the fourth quarter, about five minutes to go. Delay of game. Clock then out of the delay of game gets all the way down and close to another one. Ritter then snaps it, throws one of his picks on this play. Uh, he was asked, Arthur Smith, did Ritter panic in that moment? Here's what he said. Donk. No, it's not a panic, Zach. There's so much that goes in there. There's so many logistics. One thing Desmond's not going to do is not, I panic. That's, that's, that's not what it is. It's, uh, like I said, a miscommunication. It happened. Um, unfortunately, we had a lot of opportunities. You know, Washington, they got, a, they got advantage, and they, they turned them into touchdowns, whether it was the palm return, uh, you know, the big play off the, the hide screen and then the interception, they turned into touchdown, right? They got, I believe it was 21, not off of turnovers, but <laughs> All right. they, they made he the did. most of their opportunities on those field he, he, He's, he's so annoying me. We didn't, These coaches did. are so insufferable with how miserable they are all the time. Can you, like, seriously, it's not the end of the, you're three and three. But I'll give Wake him credit. Up. He's the opposite of Dayball. It's clearly Desmond Ritter's fault. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, you're right. What? You're right. The apoplectic look is better than attacking the quarterback on the sideline. And like everyone a, knows it's Desmond Ritter's fault. But Arthur Smith's like, nope, it's on me. We didn't do this. We didn't do that. The defense, blah, blah. There was all these moments. It's very clearly a Desmond Ritter problem. No, no I agree with you. And you know what? Yeah. To his credit, he, and, and Patrick said it best, he's not going off on Ritter. There's no reason to. We all know where the problem it's is. It's not Desmond Ritter's fault. He's not good. Yeah. It's it's not, just, he, shouldn't, yeah. he should never be in this position. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's his it's, it's DNA. Yeah. That's whose fault it is. <laughs> it's, it's chromosomes. Okay? It's just not in you. By the way, okay, that's my load. I mean, why? Dude, Desmond Ritter might be the nicest guy in the world, but oh. if you just watch Sharp Money, you'd think <laughs> he, he, he's a terrorist. Anyway, let's get to Amal's load for the week. Well, I talked about it earlier, and it could be one of two guys. I had a list of coaches, and, and uh, Dustin's like, you got to pare it down to one guy. So I went with Nick Sirianni. Uh, Sean McDermott was going to make this list as well, along with uh, a couple other coaches there, The uh, Dan Lanning for Oregon. Uh, there were a couple other guys, but Nick Sirianni's decision on third down and eight outside of the two minute warning or excuse me, inside of two minutes remaining uh, to throw the ball in the game that the uh, that the New York Jets were trailing Philadelphia at that two point lead. Just run the football. I know Swift had 10 carries for 18 yards, Patrick. 
but you cannot make that decision there. Woody Hayes used to say three things happen when you throw the football, and two of them are bad. One's an incompletion. The second one's an interception. And he got the worst of it. The Jets bring the ball down in a position where really they were fortunate they could allow them to score. And this way, the Jets would allow uh, Philadelphia an opportunity to come back the other way to potentially win the game. But to me, this loss is simply on the head coach, Nick Sirianni's decision to throw the football on third down and eight with two minutes to go when you could have run the ball. The Jets were out of timeouts. The Jets would have had at about a minute seven, minute eight left at best, at best, at their own 20-yard line, probably worse than that. And they would not have won this football game, in my estimation. Nick Sirianni, and he was rescued by Sean McDermott doing the exact same thing against the Giants. And we saw a duplicate carbon copy of what happened in that uh, Jets game later on that night. Yep, we covered it earlier. You, it, you framed it well. That call to throw the football late in that game, they were not going to drive the football and kick a field goal there. Totally agree. Big guy, you got a minute and a half. You want to get your low then? Yeah, we'll do it right here. It's really simple. It's a bunch of old guys being annoying, cele- celebrating every time the last undefeated teams in the NFL go down. I'm, of course, speaking about the 1972 Miami Dolphins. I mean, it's really sad to watch these old men hang on to their one moment of glory. Every single time, every single year, they act like they did something so special. Guys, there were 14 games. There's three more games on the schedule this year. Larry Zonka would be a special teams player in today's NFL. Mercury Morris wouldn't see the field. Give me a freaking break. The Miami Dolphins, I'm so over them, and they're popping bottles, and they're acting like they still matter. Nobody thinks about you. The Patriot team that lost to the Giants that had the undefeated regular season would beat you by 40 points. You're not special. The NFL was different back then. You couldn't hang in today's game. I'm sick of seeing their faces every single year. I need another team to go undefeated desperately. (laughs) Tell us how you really feel. My goodness. Old people, the last thing they have to accomplish in life is dying. That's the only thing they haven't done. So they celebrate this thing every year. It's really annoying. Something went wrong with your parents. You, you're you in a spicy mood. I think they would say really. something went wrong with me. <laughs> I, think they would, I think they would. All right, good one. Ritter, Sirianni, 72 Dolphins for our loathes. Lorenzo Neal, next. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, little break to tell you about Zen nicotine pouches. We're always here on Sharp Money debating what it takes to get to number one, but Zen nicotine pouches are already there. It's helped millions of people achieve lasting change, earning the title of America's number one nicotine pouch. You can find your Zen at your local convenience store or online at zyn.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. As a warning, this product does contain nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Got you back here on Sharp Money. Of course, Monday Night Football, just down the road from me. I'm Patrick Maher, live from Los Angeles, SoFi Stadium, just a little bit that way. And, of course, the Chargers coming off the bye. We'll get into our plays coming up here in just a bit. A point and a half. The Dallas Cowboys are laying it on the road. Amal Shaw, live downtown Las Vegas there. Can you give me an update on the baseball game? We've got ALCS Game 2, Rangers-Astros with the Rangers 1-0 series lead. What's going on there, Amal? Yeah, solo homer from Jordan Alvarez in the bottom of the second made a 4-1, to and Jonah Heim in the top of the third with a solo home run himself, and right now it is 5-1 Rangers, runner on first base, and Rafael Montero is being summoned from the bullpen to replace Framber Valdez, so Framber just goes two and two-thirds innings, really struggles in this game, and the Astros in some trouble right now, already down a game in the series. Framber gives up seven hits and a base on balls uh, in just two and two-thirds innings. 
Yeah, he gave up what four in the top of the first. Yeah, yeah, that's not great. No. And you're gonna you you you'd hope to get more than a two and two thirds from your starter here. You know, you're gonna shorten it up in the postseason. But my goodness, he has been. That might be one of the shockers of the season for the Astros this year. Just you expect Valdez. Valdez, one of your favorites as far as the Cy Young coming in. My assumption would have been he would have pitched great this year and only gotten better. So surprised there that he's been such a roller coaster. Uh, No question about it. And you expected a guy who had so many quality starts in the 2022 season and really got off to a pretty good start early on in April and May. And then things kind of went into a bit of a tailspin for him. Didn't pitch as well as you anticipated. You know, you got a good outing from Berlander yesterday. Obviously not good enough as Montgomery was even better. Uh, But this Astros team, Patrick, you alluded to it. You give up four in the first inning. Before you even come to the plate and you're down four runs in baseball in a postseason game, it seems so mentally difficult to overcome. Yep, 100%. So uh, quickly, we've got Lorenzo Neal, 16 years at fullback in the NFL. We're trying to track him down. I see the big guy sitting down. If Lorenzo, we're just we'll we're have just him in a minute. Him Okay, no problem. Just wanted to let you guys know, just quickly, you know, DraftKings did open the Cowboys two and a half point favorites last Sunday. Now, we've never saw three. So just as a note, we never saw three, but again, it's kind of been two and a half in between two and a half jumping up and down toggling. And right now the Dallas Cowboys favored by a point and a half, 50 and a half on the total RJ choppy who covers the Cowboys there. One Oh five, three, the fan in Dallas, he went under the 50. We can find a 50 and a half in the market. I, maybe a little surprising because obviously fireworks expected here tonight, Amal. Yeah, I would agree with you. I think it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. You have obviously quality control in terms of weather. It's going to be in a dome, so it's perfect. But for me right now, when I look at it, I don't necessarily see it that way. I think both teams are going to have some opportunities to be able to move the ball without digs in that secondary. I think this San Diego LA team can take advantage of that. Uh, but overall, can Dallas find consistency from Dak? That, that's the big question mark. He struggled against the 49ers. Can they get back on track against a much weaker opponent in the Chargers from a defensive standpoint? We're going to get to our plays on Monday Night Football. The Cowboys, $1.25 on the money line, a point and a half as far as the pregame spread right now, and 50 on the total. I'm getting the head shake on Lorenzo Neal, so we don't have... Uh, the 16-year pro, of course, played with the Chargers. Maybe that might have been Freudian on your part when you said San Diego, oh. because when you think of Lorenzo Neal, you think of San Diego, not Los Angeles with the Chargers. And now we do have, indeed, Lorenzo Neal, all pro, part of that all-decade team in the 2000s, tremendous 16-year career, former Chargers fullback and others as well. Believe in Chargers podcast at Lorenzo Neal on Twitter and also 95.7 the game there in the Bay Area does the kickoff show before 49ers games. So let's start there. Lorenzo, were you shocked yesterday by the performance in Cleveland? What'd you take away from the 49er performance there? Before I go there, I want to sing you guys a song. San Diego Superchargers. <laughs> there we go. So I know it's always hard. I always say San Diego for uh, for those reasons, too. So I understand yes. that, Floyd. That's pretty important. But no, you know what, guys, yesterday, Mark Delph is my nephew. You know, 22, plays there for Cleveland Browns. You know, we, you, know you, 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 you kind of get a feel of kind of what's going on around the National Football League. Not only did the Niners go down, but you saw Philadelphia Eagles go down. Uh, you, when you look at football, X's and O's, and you think about, okay, here's a game on paper. You look at a team, Cleveland Browns, you still they don't have a quarterback team that's been struggling. 
But you look at the stats and statistics. They're statistically they're the number one defense in the National Football League. Now, yeah, 49ers are more you know points scored number one in certain areas. But if you think about just their front four, what they have, and their cornerbacks and their safety, I knew that this was going to be a physical game. I thought Dallas Cowboys was going to be this type of game that you saw against Cleveland, a physical team. But no, Cleveland they they fared very well. They knew they wanted to muck it up. They said, let's play, let's play street ball. Let's turn this into a slugfest. Let's ball control. Let's keep the ball from the offense. Let's get after the quarterback. Let's shut down the running game. And oh, by the way, Debo Samuels and Keith, and you didn't have, you know, Christian McCaffrey, who's probably arguably, without a doubt, probably the best running back in the league. And Debo's no doubt the most physical receiver in the league. So losing those two guys in the first half really didn't help the cause. But I thought that Cleveland played better. If you look at the first downs, the San Francisco 49ers had four first downs in the first and the second half, and three of those came on the last drive. Brock Hardy was off, but you guys play basketball. You don't miss the layups. He had Brandon Ayuk. Ayuk goes up and misses a pass. He has, and then he has, you know, early in the game, the first quarter, he has, you know, run DMC running down the middle of the field. Caffrey misses him, misses another layup. So they left a lot of opportunities on the field. But you knew Cleveland was going to play football. You knew Cleveland had a good defense, and this was a formidable opponent for the San Francisco 49ers. But Cleveland Browns, guys, let's not get it mistaken. The Niners had a chance to kick the field goal, but Cleveland Browns, they should have won that game, and they did win the game because they were the better team yesterday. Lorenzo, I want to go off topic a little bit. The Niners use a great fullback in Kyle Juszczyk. You were the gold standard for fullbacks in the National Football League. You blocked the way for LaDainian Tomlinson. Why have teams gone away from this? Every time I see a third and fourth and one and I don't see a team convert, I think you should be out there leading the way. Uh, no question. I, I could appreciate that. Thanks for the vote of confidence. And that's what I did. I, I played angry, guys. I was playing against Ray and those guys and Willis and all those guys that play against, you know, Al Wilson. It was like, you know, Sam Mills, Ricky Jackson, Bond, all those guys made me tough. And I, I just knew if you want to play fullback, you got to be the hammer, not the nail. And you're, you're absolutely right. I refuse. You go look at how many third ones or fourth and one I got the ball and I converted. I was not going to be stopped. It was just a determination, and you got to have that one too. Every sometimes you get the bear, sometimes the bear gets you. But you know, I tell you what, fourth and one and fourth and short and goes so those particular situations, I usually got the bear. Two minutes here, Lorenzo. Gut check time for the Cowboys. Chargers coming off a bye. What are your expectations tonight for Monday Night Football? Yeah, guys, I think that, you know, I know I got two minutes, but think about this. Look at two weeks ago. You look at Miami Dolphins. They played against the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo was able to win that game, you know, physical game, the Buffalo won. The next week they have to travel where? They have to travel to across the pond. The, the spot wasn't good. Now you look at the Chargers on a bye. Dallas just played a physical game against the San Francisco 49ers. They're coming into SoFi, California to play the Chargers off a bye. I like the Chargers. I don't like the spot for the Dallas Cowboys. I know the Dallas Cowboys, it's a gut check time for them. It was a gut check time for them against the San Francisco 49ers. I don't like the spot. I think too much Herbert. I think this is going to be a shootout. I do believe that the Dallas Cowboys offense will get off the style like they, they didn't play well against San Francisco. But I think this is a shootout, and I think the, the, the L.A. Chargers win this game, guys. Do you, believe Sorry, it, do you believe in Dak, Lorenzo? Where are you on Dak? 
Guys, I'm going to tell you right now, when they lost that game last week, everyone took turns losing that game. Dak did not play well. Let's be let's be honest. Let's not pull any punches. Dak Prescott did not play well. And I think Dak Prescott is finished as a Dallas Cowboys. This will be his last year. It's no way that you can have this guy as your quarterback, though he might go somewhere else. Look at Tannehill in Tennessee. I think Tennessee, Tannehill, this is his last year there too. Dak Prescott, probably will, he will still play in this league. But no, I, I don't believe in him for this off this particular team, the Dallas Cowboys. I think that ship has sailed. And if they continue to struggle, guys, look for him to be seated down even this year. Wow. Wow. Lorenzo Neal. You want to take us out with the song? You came in with the song. How about going out with the song here, Lorenzo? <laughs> San Diego Supercharger. <laughs> Supercharger. We'll Dallas Cowboys tonight. Love it. Beautiful. Lorenzo Neal. Thank you so much. Appreciate the time. That is, uh, that was hilarious. Lorenzo Neal, of course, no at Lorenzo Neal on Twitter, 95.7 The Game. And of course, the Believe in Chargers podcast. He said Dak's done after this year, Amal. Dak is done. As well, a look, I think it brings up a good point. We talked about those dead with Desmond Ritter. How much belief is there within the locker room? I think that's the most important thing. When you're sitting there sacrificing your body, your unit's playing extremely well, like the Cowboys defense, you can't sit there and watch this guy sit there and just eventually fold in a big moment every time. Okay, let's get to it. Coming up next, we'll get our plays tonight. The Cowboys point and a half. You heard Lorenzo Neal. He likes the Chargers. He doesn't like the spot. We always talk about situation for these teams. The Cowboys embarrassed up in San Francisco. The Chargers rested off a bye. Let's get to it next. Sharp Money. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, bet $5, get $200 in bonus bets instantly over at DraftKings. Download the app and remember, a no-sweat same-game parlay every single day when you use the promo code SHARP. Again, download the DraftKings app. They're hooking you up with $200 right now. It is DraftKings. 
The crown is yours. Okay, let's get back to it. And we haven't given our plays tonight. Monday Night Football, close out week six, boys. I'm all Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher, Dallas at the Chargers. So here in Los Angeles, a point and a half. Dallas is laying it. Two and a half on the opener. So it's down just a bit here. 50 and a half on the total. This offense is completely at a crossroads for the Cowboys. Okay, they were completely embarrassed in San Francisco. And here they come against a rested Two straight weeks for the Chargers to prepare for that vanilla Mike McCarthy offense. Interestingly enough, the team total for the Cowboys is set at 26 and a half. Curious to get your guys' thoughts on that as well. They scored 10 last week at San Francisco. Again, they scored just 16 at Arizona a couple of weeks back. Sandwiched in between 38 points against New England, but that was a home game. Dak has an opportunity tonight to quiet the noise. Just 6.6 as far as yards per attempt. That's gross. That's below Jordan Love. That's below Anthony Richardson. And I think we've got a lot, a lot of blame to place on Mike McCarthy. Underneath throws, chipping away approach on offense, elementary routes that this team is running. He refuses to push the ball down the field. He better be prepared to take some deep shots today because you know, the chargers are going to Kellen Moore is calling plays. So it feels like he should have an advantage knowing what to do against that Cowboys defense. Let's get into it. Amal Shaw, you're up. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You bring up a great point. Remember, we saw this a similar situation with Nathaniel Hackett when they went back to Denver. They get the win. I think this is a great opportunity for Kellen Moore in this offense to showcase what they can do without a Trayvon Diggs in that secondary for the Dallas Cowboys. Going to make it a tougher matchup here. I like the Chargers in this game simply because their offense. We know how good Dallas's defense can be. But I thought San Francisco exposed some vulnerabilities in their defense. And I think the passing game with an accurate pa- quarterback like Justin Herbert is the difference in this ballgame. I'm going to take the Chargers at home here, guys. And to me, overall, yes, no Mike Williams is a huge blow. But I don't know if there's been a more undervalued and underappreciated player in the National Football League for about the last half a dozen years than Keenan Allen. All this guy is is a hallmark of consistency. Already 434 yards receiving on the season. I think this is going to be a tough spot for Dallas coming off that loss on Sunday night against San Francisco. Now on Monday night against the Chargers. I like the Chargers plus 110 money line at SoFi. I'm glad you brought up Keenan Allen. I do have a prop. I'm going to get to him, Amal Shaw, in just a little bit. Uh, Brandon Anderson over at Action, he's been on the show a ton. He gave out a couple of interesting numbers here. First off, it's a great spot for a rested team at home in the first half, Dustin Sweetelson. And that is what you get. You get catching half a point with the Chargers at home in the first half tonight. The numbers are tremendous for a team in this spot. Remember, they're getting Austin Eckler back. They're getting Durham win James back. That's huge for the Chargers. Also, if you're looking to the second half, what's fascinating here is the Chargers have been awful. They're 0-3-1 ATS in the second half. And Herbert, how about this? He's 7-23-2, just 23% in the second half with a lead this year. Something to take note of. If the Chargers go to the break with a lead tonight at halftime, maybe look to play the Cowboys. Those numbers are outstandingly bad, okay? You get to your play, and I'll give you my Keenan Allen play here in just a bit. Yeah, and uh, talking about Herbert, the, the key is keeping him protected because when he has a clean pocket, he, he completes 7.2 yards per attempt, 24 touchdowns, four interceptions. When the pocket is not clean, we're down to 6.4 per attempt, eight touchdowns, and seven interceptions. 
Got to keep that guy upright. Got to give him a clean pocket and let him make plays and pick things apart through the air. I have a bunch of plays in this one. The first one is the Chargers. I love the Chargers at home. I'm going to take the two points. I feel good about it. I, I think they're the better team. I think the Cowboys are extremely overrated right now. Um, and a few props to throw at you. The one from the Cowboys side of thing is Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard over 16 and a half attempts. I think Dak coming off a three interception game. That means establish the ground game. We've made fun of Mike McCarthy time and time again. He loves running backs. Tony Pollard's the guy. 16 and a half feels right. He's been over that total in two of their close games this year. They've had a bunch of blowouts. Uh, the other one, the other running back, I like Austin Eckler over four and a half receptions. With Mike Williams out, he always catches the ball more. Also like Gerald Everett, heavy juice at minus 166, but over two and a half receptions. The way my weekend went, I just need a win, so I'll take the minus 166 on Everett. Those are my four plays for tonight. Love them. And Amal Shaw, you mentioned Keenan Allen. Let me get to his prop. 84 and a half as far as receiving yards over at DraftKings. Just three catches the last time out against the Raiders. Why? They were up 17 points at the half. They went run heavy. They didn't need Keenan Allen the year. The week before that, he had 215 receiving yards against the Vikings. And the week before that, 111 against the Titans. 44 targets already through four games. 35 catches for Keenan Allen underappreciated through four games. I like him over 84 and a half on the receiving yards. You mentioned the digs miss in that secondary. That's going to continue to add up for this Cowboys defense. Let's go over 84 and a half with Keenan Allen. I love that play for a couple of reasons. No Mike Williams on the other side. We know they draft the Quentin Johnson. He's a guy who's expected to contribute, but the reality of it is Mike Williams was on level footing or almost on the same level as Keenan Allen. But now you don't have that secondary guy in terms of what the contribution is going to be. And Justin Herbert, if you watch Charger games, has a certain level of confidence in Keenan Allen that he just doesn't display in anyone else. You mentioned it, the 215 against the Vikings, but how about 18 receptions? I think he's going to have a big night. Look, if he doesn't go over his number, the Chargers aren't winning this game. It seems very unlikely the Chargers can win this football game if Keenan Allen doesn't break 100 yards. And you like the Chargers tonight? I do. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. The You know, the Mike McCarthy angle, fellas, I know that Dak is much maligned, but that performance against San Francisco was a bit of an outlier. Three picks prior to that, he was four to one as far as touchdown to pick ratio. Completion percentage right under 70%. I know a lot of it's underneath. I, I don't think Dak's great. But I certainly don't think his play caller and Mike McCarthy is doing him any favors. He refuses to push the ball down the field. Absolutely refuses to do so. I think it's not the quarterback. Not the quarterback. This is is planned. This head coach is a disaster as far as archaically calling plays. I mean, look, none of us have changed our stance from the day Mike McCarthy was hired. We're all still wondering what happened? Like, yeah. what was the presentation? Because we had a long track record of what he likes to do and how Aaron Rodgers made him look better than he was as a coach. Yeah. And then Aaron Rodgers got tired of it. Like, what? I know he, like, studied at PFF and, like, hung out with them while they were breaking down film. But, like, I need to know what was in the binder he handed Jerry Jones and said, this is how I'm going to start and make Dak Prescott a Super Bowl winning co- uh, quarterback. I know it. We use the word donk a lot on the show, but no, if you no. just close your eyes and think of donk, doesn't the picture of Mike McCarthy come to mind? And his accent. I don't even know. Where's he from? It's Dude, perfect. he was answering it's a question perfect. one time and they were like, well, what did you expect to do in that situation? Mike McCarthy goes, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> supposed. 
No, no, spose. No, spose. S-P-O-S-E. What am I supposed to do? I don't know, coach. Maybe some elocution? What am I supposed to do? Are you kidding? Anyway, um, that's a little nitpicky. Uh, anything from the two of you at LCS tonight, Dustin, I know you were chopping at the bit to get to it. Gallon Wheeler, Philly laying a dollar 66. It's an interesting matchup because, you know, gallon was so bad on the road and the number reflects that at plus plus one forty-eight is what I saw earlier today. And Zach Wheeler has become one of the best postseason pitchers, just like frontline guys that you can depend on. I don't have a play simply because I have been so off game by game in all of these. However, if somehow the D-backs can steal this game, I am sitting in a great position with them at 80 to 1, 34 to 1, and 20 to 1 on top of like eight different bets on the Rangers from 8 to 1 to 22 to 1. I would love for Arizona to steal one, but God, this is a tough spot for him being bad on the road and in that environment. I didn't make a play on this, Patrick. I would look at the under. I think both pitchers are going to be very good tonight, and I think this is going to be a lower-scoring game. It just feels like uh, I'm going to give Philly the slight edge here, but I feel like it's going to be tight, competitive game, and it's going to be cold, 56 degrees uh, around first pitch. You were looking over your shoulder. What do you got, big guy? I wanted update. to get the latest score. Also, there's some new talent behind the bar. Uh, 5-2 in the fourth. Texas on top. It's the same person that's here every Monday. Her hair's different. She looks like a totally different person. That's true. Are you, maybe you should compliment her after the show. Do you like the way her hair uh, looks? Maybe now? I should have six beers after the show and hang out and get to know her. <laughs> That'll be, that's good for you. The new health <laughs> regime is going well, I would imagine. Yeah. Well, make sure you compliment her on the way out. Okay, boys, you're both on the chargers. Yes. Yeah. Both, okay. Interesting. I, I don't disagree. I, I think it's going to be a fun game. It's going to be a very entertaining game. Remember, RJ, who covers the Cowboys there in Dallas, he liked the under 50 and a half. Thank you to RJ Choppy. Thank you to Lorenzo Neal. Pardon me. Fellas, we'll see you tomorrow here on Sharp Money. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.